Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. Vince, let me ask you a question. Hmm. Do you know who has the uh, biggest Mardi Gras celebration in the world? New Orleans? Yes. Oh, okay. Do you know who has the second biggest one in the world? St. Louis? That's right! Wow. wow. Always Good for a, me. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride, right, St. Louis? <laughs> Folks, I, I got a lot to say about the town of St. Louis, which is the home of a, the beer we're trying on this episode today. Would you like me to tell you what it is? Yes, please. This beer is simply called Absence of Light. And if it sounds familiar, it's because of a quote that's been attributed to countless semi-famous individuals like Marianne Williamson and Albert Einstein. <laughs> and Gary Pinkle. I'm just kidding. He never said that. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Watch out. But what this... he did say. <laughs> <laughs> we, we won't get into that. Um, no, this comes from Four Hands Brewing Co. in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, home of the St. Louis Arch and toasted ravioli, among many things. This is a very, very eclectic beer. I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. So this is a stout. It's 7.1% alcohol. Okay, so that's that's heavy. And kind of expected. The description. The perfect mashup of cocoa nibs and peanut butter supported by caramel, chocolate, and roasted malts. This opens... With huge aromas reminiscent of creamy peanut butter cups and transitions into silky milk stout with rich chocolate and coffee notes tapering to a slightly sweet finish provided by an addition of milk sugar. Okay, so normally you guys know I hate the I, I hate lactose. Right. I hate it in my in my beers. I'm just not a fan of the taste. But this feels like it could be different. It feels like maybe lactose belongs with this chocolatey peanut butter type. Right. And mix. this is also the first beer we've ever done that listed foods it would pair well with on Ooh. its website. It says pairs well with spicy barbecue, creme brulee, and espresso crusted steak. I assume not all at once because that would be bizarre. <laughs> well, it's a three course <laughs> meal. So, yeah. But, you know, like a lot of things in Missouri, uh, it's sort of a mishmash of random cultures uh vince why don't you tell us a little bit about the four hands backstory which turns out quite quite interesting yeah yeah it's short but sweet so kevin lemp is the founder he's got a ton of experience uh and he just again as most people do decided to start up his own shop the four hands uh represent his family so one hand the the logo has four hands clasping one another and they're all kind of in the shape of like a a a wheat or i think that is that a wheat i think it's a hop what do you call a little like a a wheat oh is it like a weedy like a wheat a weedy a weedy like a (laughs) wheat tet like a little a little wheat flour do they do they gender split them is it wheat tets and wheat like a cop and a cop hat (laughs) yes I'm not sure. I'm I'm speaking out of my depth here. Anyways, it's it's him. They represent him, his wife, and his two kids. So Got it. real sweet, real family enterprise there. Yeah. And um, you know, I think when you think about that those family beginnings, it makes 
the controversy that they endured towards the end of 2018 even more shocking. Before we get into controversy. that, controversy, I say we crack these. Okay, get a little liquid courage before discussing controversy. Got it. And I got plenty to say about um, you know STL culture, if you will. Shout out to the six three six. All right, here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Whoa. Oh. <gasps> I should wow. also say three one four is the more traditional area. Code. Now, guys, I. Uh, I cracked that and I splashed a little on my finger and I licked it off my finger and I am in love. I can't oh, just, wait to just, have just the whole after thing. After a lick, just a lick. That's all. I'm like the uh, I'm like the owl with the tootsie pops. Yeah. One, two. It's over. We'll see. I'm gonna have a traditional sip right now. Oh my god, it's so good. That's so good. Wow. Um, oh my god. Yes. <laughs> you're you're loving this. I. I love peanut butter chocolate. I love Reese's. I, I mean, to it's be, a like, pretty unbeatable combo. Yeah. What with like, uh, especially now that they've got Will Arnett doing those uh, That's commercials. That's true. Yeah. Stop leaving me off of emails. Uh, I, I I love this. It's very sweet. It's it's very desserty. I think did it. It didn't say it would go with chocolate cake, but I believe it would. It did say creme brulee, but now I kind of understand that more because. This is a good like balance to the creme brulee. I don't know if I would eat this with a steak, but yeah, I would not eat this with that. That feels like I would be ruining the steak. But this it did feels say it would be. It's this, like a, a cocoa crusted steak. This almost feels like the beer version of like ordering decaf coffee after a huge meal. <laughs> <laughs> that, is that an experience unique to my father? Or is it, <laughs> it might be. It might be. I, I've never even heard of that. Oh, that's something that, that people do, yeah. That sounds like a, a pointless endeavor, which this can't be, right? No, I don't mean like the absence of caffeine, ironically. Absence the absence of, of caffeine. Um, but Vince, I want to circle back to the, the controversy that yeah, was and mentioned. Having before. had this, yeah. I understand why, why they would take this stance. So yeah. I believe it's Schlafly. Yes, Schlafly. Which is a, a brand that is is underneath well, the St. Louis so, company? No, like a lot of St. Louis-based businesses, uh, they advertise themselves as one name when secretly being known as another. They're actually known as St. Louis Brewing Company, but everybody calls them Schlafly Beer. Interestingly enough, everyone in America knows Panera Bread, uh, and their, their actual original parent company is called the St. Louis Bread Company with the same exact logo. What? So when you go to St. Louis, it says St. Louis Bread Company, and they think that everywhere else has the wrong name. To which I said, imagine if McDonald's in Chicago was called uh, Ray Kroc's Burger House and everywhere else it was called McDonald's. You wouldn't think that everybody else was wrong, but that's kind of how St. Louis tends to operate. St. Louis sounds like it's got a little bit of a, a Napoleon complex oh, here. Oh, you know what? You just hit the the nail on the proverbial head because they, they definitely do. The but, physical nail on the proverbial head. But yes, head. I wanted to call it out because I can't disassociate the irony of those two businesses. Okay, so Schlafly. apparently towards the end of 2018, Schlafly... Got a little sick of four hands, right? And so they had a senior executive send an an in a an anonymous note in a newsletter disparaging them, right? And then it got back to them because this guy was apparently not very good at covering his tracks, and they had to publicly apologize. Which 
Rightfully so. And I hope, I hope that when Schlafly made that apology, the entire brand collectively yeah. looked Kevin Lemp's kids in the eyes and said, we're sorry. Yeah. And I, I also have to say that it's ironic on a number of levels that Four Hands has become a very popular craft brewery because Missouri might be the most anti-microbrew state in this country, right. given that they are the home base for uh, AB InBev, otherwise known as Anheuser-Busch. Um, and since I went to school at hmm. University of Missouri, I can tell you firsthand, those people are very loyal to their Anheuser-Busch products. Wow, I just can't. I can't get over the peanut butter on this. I don't know yeah. why, but it's it's really perfectly mixed. It's all the way right. down. I mean, we're talking. This might be a great opportunity to talk incredible combos. Yeah, right. Great duos. Great duos. Incredible combos. Whatever. Whatever you want to do. I mean, the best combo. What's the best combo flavor? Um. Well, I mean, I'm speaking of course. If of, we're talking uh, about pretzel great, snack, if we're talking about great combos, the first one that comes to mind. Uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, great combo. Yeah, love them. Um, I would also say Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson come to mind. Really, I wouldn't necessarily. I I would pair Owen Wilson more with Vince Vaughn. Well, what about uh, Jackie Chan? But this feels like like peanut butter and chocolate and peanut butter and jelly, right? Is yeah. is Owen Wilson peanut butter used to make dogs talk? <laughs> I now and I'm just bathe? not really sure. The Williams, the Williams sisters. Yeah. Great duo. Great duo. The Bryan brothers. I'm, I'm very tennis today. Very pro tennis. <laughs> the McEnroe brothers. I don't think they were a duo for long, but both. It's right. Patrick. Yeah. Patrick McEnroe. Well, I, I just imagine that John McEnroe and Patrick McEnroe yeah. uh, spent about 50% of the time on the court actually yeah. playing tennis and the other 50% screaming at each other. <laughs> But yeah, you you raise a good point. Duos that are are popular in in you know you know what I recently rewatched was uh, the Matrix trilogy. Okay. The reason that popped into my head was, you know, you've got Neo, who at the beginning of the first Matrix is like, you know, he kind of is doubting himself. He was curious, but he doesn't really know what to do. And then you've got Morpheus, the very self assured prophet type who believes in you know Neo. And they sort of work well together uh, to, you know, get him out of the Matrix and then into, you know, the framework that where he becomes the one. So in that scenario, I would say that that's kind of like a peanut butter chocolate thing. Plus, you've got like the whole Trinity dynamic, which is like the beer aspect. Yeah, the beer. I love all that. three of those things. Yeah, that kind of that kind of works in my mind. It's it's similar. I mean, if I'm thinking about it, it's just something that you wouldn't necessarily expect, right? Which I think has become yeah. kind of a theme for us. But as far as like a sweet candy like flavor, and and you wouldn't expect that to pair well yeah. with a beer. But a stout is almost like the perfect, particularly a milk stout. Yeah, it's almost the perfect backdrop for it, right? It's it's like. It's like where Banksy leaves his his paintings. They're always so artfully selected. Yeah. You know, and it just ends up really making it perfect. Whereas everybody else is just using a canvas. He's selecting and, and making a statement with his. It's very, very similar in that. Speaking of which, uh, do you remember the Banksy print that was sold at auction and was timed? It had like a, a time 
shred on it or something like that. I so don't that the second know. it was the second it was sold, it started just to shred. <laughs> so whoever bought it was like, no. <laughs> Can you imagine doing? I that? don't. I don't remember that. People like Banksy kind of frustrate me because, like, although like their work seems to be you know widely respected, it's like he's almost so detached from it that I like can't have a relationship with with him. <laughs> like, I don't know. I I watched that movie Exit Through the Gift Shop for an advertising class, and I was just like. I thought it was just incredibly pretentious, so I might not be a Banksy guy. Well, I mean, I I, I have a Banksy print right up on my. Plus, you and I could there. be Banksy, and people just don't know. We could also be Satoshi Nakamoto. <laughs> we could the anonymous founder or founders of Bitcoin, and we could also be in the Matrix right now. All of us, highly unlikely. Okay, that's an interesting question. Peanut butter, chocolate. Red pill, blue pill. Did I stretch it? I sure did. But I'm curious. Are you taking a red pill or are you taking a blue pill? Which, and which one is which? Uh, are you asking me if I could only have peanut butter or chocolate for the, like, the rest of my life? No, no, no. I, it was the exact question that yeah. he asked in the Matrix. Where oh. it just goes back to normal or, or like you just learn something. Some God, truth. I mean, let's be honest. It would suck to be woken up from the Matrix. Like That, that realization that you're going from, even if it's a distorted fake reality, to... A world where there is absolutely no sunlight and you live underground and machines are constantly like threatening to end your existence. The absence of light. Yeah, very much so. Very much. Wow. Yeah, you I really know. T- you really tied that one together. Good for I you. I just can't believe it, you know? Um, I can't believe that Albert Einstein said that. Can you believe that we're going to try this out of the glass, though? Yeah, I can. <laughs> I'm, I'm, also, I'm also glad we're both stretching. Yeah. We are stretching. We're. I'm we'll get a little pour going yeah. here because I'm sure it's going to look very dark. Um, one thing I have to say. Oh, it's um, a little lighter than I thought. Although, oh, never mind. Although this is a tasty beer, it is not very crushable for me. It's no. It's, it's definitely one, a sip, a sip at a time. It's one that you'd be okay with, like a little six or eight ounce pour of. Yeah. You know, it's it's a dessert beer. Yeah, it's a pal- not a palate cleanser. Maybe like a palate enhancer. Does that make sense? I think it's like a it's like a nightcap. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. A nightcap, like a decaf coffee. After yeah, a you know what? Actually, I have a different. <laughs> I'm gonna take a really <laughs> decaf coffee. Shout out, shout out to my father. Oh. Just as good. Yeah, for me, just as good. I have a different. Glass. I have a different analogy. Okay. This beer is like a late night talk show, like. Basically, the purpose of late night talk shows, at least originally and probably even still in the YouTube era, people would come home after a long day at work and they just kind of want to enjoy something sweet and like a recap of the day. And that's something that's like entertaining. And the way I view this beer, chocolate, people love chocolate, peanut butter, people love peanut butter. It's both have universal uses and are pretty much like on a sale will be popular so if you're going to do a milk stout and you're going to pack in a lot you might as well go with crowd pleasing things and late night shows are nothing but topical crowd pleasing recaps of the day that you can just kind of come in and out of what do you think about that well i think it i think it's got its merits for sure i i think the transformation of the 
the late night talk show over the years, particularly lately, has been very interesting. And I look forward to not watching them because I've never watched them, much like Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I've never watched. I just have better things going on. Usually that's a sign that your your weekend is over if you're watching it live. Yeah, that's <laughs> it never really started, yeah. let's be honest. But uh, yeah, it, it seems like particularly with during the Trump presidency, they started to, to really change their tone from what you're describing, this light, airy, let's entertain some folks, except Jimmy Fallon, who... He never, he he never, never dove in on Yeah, that. he never yeah. dove in. Everyone else seemed to really dive in. I think even Conan got in there. But now you're seeing that shift away from that because... I would hope. There's not a daily political thing to address. But yeah, I mean, I guess what I'm just saying is like, the reason why all those shows have the same exact format is because they know that the people that are watching live, like they don't want, they don't want something that's going to like weigh them down. And SNL sort of does that too. I mean, it's topical humor. It's addressing things that are happening in the current moment. And then it's like, you know, it just kind of dissipates afterwards. So, all right. So I've got, I've got an interesting one for you. Culturally, this feels like having this, this peanut butter and chocolate milk stout all together is, again, we've talked about it, perfect combinations, um, maybe, maybe not surprising, but, you know, you wouldn't expect a sweet beer. I would like to liken that to the NBA and how it's embraced rap and hip-hop culture. Makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It, it absolutely makes a lot of sense. And at the same time, it's just, it's awesome. I think it's, and there's a lot of cross pollination between. There's pretty much every rapper thinks they can play basketball very and well. Every, every basketball, basketball player, player thinks, thinks they can they rap. Can rap. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Shaq, Shaq for sure. Ron Artest, right. Ron Artest. That's a that's a guy right I there. I think the only piece, the only basketball player I've ever thought was a Kobe a, a jit great rapper is Damian Lillard. I have not listened to anything Damian Lillard. Has oh, out. Hulu doesn't just have live sports; it's a lifestyle. Oh, oh it's my a great, God. really good flow. I hate that I have you just to say. did that. I hate <laughs> that you just did that. But yeah, I think your point is taken well. Like two things that are closely related, but like you know, not in the same family, and they they tend to collaborate a lot. Yeah, there's just that like so. There's that basketball in particular has such a one-on-one aspect to it, probably more than any other sport. You know where. Yeah. There's a there's part of it where you are trying to establish your dominance and embarrass somebody, and scoring the basket is secondary. Right. There is that aspect, particularly when you start thinking like the and one tour and those guys, and that that right. that can't exist in football. It just no. can't because you're if you're running the ball, you're trying maybe like in a one on one on the outside against a cornerback, but I mean you could still it, it, a receiver could burn a corner and if. If the quarterback doesn't see you, then that's all for nothing. Right, right. Which is, and it's very unique in in that. And I think it's similar in in rap. You know, you've got all of these, you've got some of these groups, but those groups never tend to stay together for the most part. I think Wu Tang Clan would be one of the big ones. Um, yeah, D twelve fell apart fast. Yeah, but D, I mean, D twelve was it fell apart because Eminem was such a superstar. That he was, he was, he was, but he was a star well before he got them together 
just to appease his friends. It's uh, yeah. not he broke out of the group. No, of course, of course. Yeah. But I, part of the reason that they didn't continue is because yeah. of his time commitments elsewhere. And it, at the end of the day, I think why that, maybe in the early 90s, that really played, that we're having a great time, you know, with a little bit of yeah. uh, Run DMC type stuff. You know, but, but then rap kind of evolved into sort of this beef city, beef central, where you weren't making news unless you were beefing with somebody and that beef was real and you were going back and forth with uh, diss tracks, right? And it, it didn't matter. I, the interesting thing to me about diss tracks is that they don't make anybody any money. They literally don't. Yeah. Similar to the way that undressing and embarrassing your opponent with like and one style doesn't guarantee you a basket, but you don't even care. You just do it. And that all of that kind of plays together really well for me and makes those two a perfect match. And I have no idea which one I would I would guess chocolate is the NBA and peanut butter is really you could do either or it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I think it's an amazing point. Um, and it brings up a, a lot of a lot of great uh, analogies that we, we probably don't have time for. But what I want to know, Vince, is where are you landing score wise with with this one? I'm not landing. I'm taking off. Tom, I am going on an airplane. I don't know if I'll be back again. I'm going 4.75 out of 5 Vinces. Wow. That is now dark beer wise, I believe. The second. Two for two. Very, yeah. very high scores. Yeah. Good work. Yeah, and this is coming from the guy who pretty much if you put a strawberry with water in a glass, you you would drink it up real quick. Yep. That's true. Yeah. Well, uh, I have to say I do like this beer, but it's not something that would be a go-to of mine frequently. I'm glad I'm trying it now. I think I would treat it sort of how I, I currently treat dessert, like a once-in-a-while uh, delight. I'm going to give it a 3.75 out of 5 toms. The only other thing I'd like to say is anyone who's been to Telenia's in St. Louis, this is also similar to my opinion about Telenia's. Once in a while, a lot of fun. If you're doing it every night, you've you've got some problems. Okay, now Tom, you confided in me before this began yeah. that you typically don't like stout milk stouts, yes, right? That's Specifically, true. yes, yeah. Um, I've not had a great experience with milk stouts just because it's not my cup of tea, so to speak. But I have to say, I really did en- enjoy this. I-, I think this is a very good beer. I just didn't. I didn't give it the lofty score that you did. Well, you know, that's the peanut butter talking. Yeah, and also I love peanut butter. I eat it frequently. (laughs) I want to make that very clear. Well, I think overall, for somebody who doesn't like milk stouts, to come in with a 3.75 is pretty impressive. Honestly, I surprised myself with this too, going this high. Yeah, and also the great, great can. Love the can. Uh, The little guy on it, he looks kind of like a... A baby dragon mixed with a little Grimer from Pokemon. It looks like if you animated like melted peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah, and if you're ever in St. Louis, check out Four Hands, uh, the brewery. I've heard great things about it. Um, not from Schlafly, but not from Schlafly. No, <laughs> I just I do. I, I'm sorry, but I just can't get over. It. I love the subterfuge and just this, yeah. like this feuding. And like, apparently, the senior exec who did this was also making anonymous phone calls to bars and restaurants and yeah. and conducting surveys. Like how 
how wronged do you have right. to be to go to those lengths? I'm going to tell you one one other weird, bizarre St. Louis thing. So most people are familiar with Arby's, which is known for their, their roast beef. They have the meats. There is a uh, local chain in St. Louis called Lion's Choice that is exactly like Arby's. They don't want to acknowledge this. They want to think like it's its own special thing. But basically the running theme with businesses in St. Louis is... It's not the thing you know. It's what we call it. And you guys are the idiots. So St. Louis is basically China. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> well, they basically are like... off all these We want. We don't want to accept the thing that's popular elsewhere. We want to make it our own thing, but it's pretty much the same. Oh, my God. And if you don't like that, I'm sorry, but you're fucking wrong. So. Yeah, you're not a St. Louis. St. Louisian. St. Louisian? Yeah. But yeah, Mardi Gras... It's it's quite a time. Hey, um, this has been quite a time as well, Vince. It I'm has. glad we got to try this. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening, those who who are listening. And yeah, make yourself a little peanut butter chocolate treat, or just or just have this. This will work. Absolutely, you can get it in Oklahoma, Washington D.C., Pennsylvania, Illinois, Missouri, anywhere else. Uh, probably in Candyland if they sell beer on tap. I don't think that's the age demo that we're going for. Anyways, <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Give us a follow on social media and on the audio platforms. But until then, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans. Must booze. Thank you very much, St. Louis. Good night.